Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 reads, And let's consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church, and I am one of the pastor elders here. My name is Bryce, and who is the mystery person we have with us today? It's Andrew Walton. Yep, you could have said anything, and everyone would have known. You know, ever since the Pastor Andrew episode, <laughs> I kind of deer in the headlights across from you. It is Pastor or just Andrew. I don't know. What are we supposed to call you? Had we decided what we call you? Are you just Brother Andrew? You're I'm, just. I'm Andrew? pretty sure I just suggested Andrew. Just Andrew. Just okay. Plain Andrew. Perfectly fine with it. The most reverent. Andrew. <laughs> okay. Just Andrew. So we have Andrew today, and we are talking about a rather significant subject because we've been on this quarterly focus of the local church now for a few weeks, and we've been talking about the nature of the local church. And last week, I spoke about involvement in the local church and membership in the local church and its importance. There's a sense in which today's episode is just a continuation of that, but with you here, Andrew, and that's important. So I've titled today's episode, How Big is the Little C Church? If you remember Little C Church, we're talking about a local church, not the universal church of all believers, but a local church, like a faith Bible church, the people, not the building. But how big, meaning how important is a local church? That's what we're talking about today. Well, I wanted to begin with just a few comments before I just pass things over to you, Andrew. One is, I was reading the other day, in Calvin's Institutes, he's got four books of the Institutes. The first two are really popular, and I've read them lots of times. Uh, even the third one, I guess, is rather popular. So his Institutes are set up um, so they talk about salvation up front and then application of salvation as well. When you get to the very last book, book four, I had admittedly, I'm not sure I'd ever read book four before I started reading it for this quarterly focus, it is on the local church, basically, and the universal church. It's on the church. More than half of it, actually, is Calvin talking about how the Roman Catholic Church was wrong, you know? So I was surprised by that. That's most of the book. But he also sets forth positively his own views on the church. I was really surprised because I was aware of this quote by Cyprian, the church father, which was, you cannot have God for your father unless you have the church for your mother. And that is a very Roman Catholic kind of a quote. Uh, and I am certain it's been quoted over the years by the Roman Catholic Church to show something like outside the church there's no salvation. So you've got to have the church for your mother. God is your father, church for your mother. Well, this was the interesting thing. I was reading Calvin and listen to what he says in his book, in the fourth book of the Institutes, quote, for what God has joined together, it is not lawful to put asunder, so that for those to whom he is father, the church may also be mother. Look at that. That is a very non-Roman Catholic person. That's Calvin protesting against the Roman Catholic Church in that whole book, more than half of it. And yet he's willing to take up the very same language as Cyprian, which the church no doubt was using to defend its views. So even though Calvin was breaking away from a particular system, the Roman Catholic Church, Calvin was not 
breaking away from church and still considered it vital. And I mean, the idea of church being a mother, if a baby doesn't have a mother, then the baby dies. So babies need mothers or someone to take care of them. But that's the idea of a mother. A mother nurtures, takes care of, nurses, keeps the baby alive, helps the baby to grow. There's something very important to the baby having a mother. Now, Andrew, this is my question. Calvin, using the language of Cyprian, us having the church as our mother, is that too extreme? Is that putting too much emphasis on how important the local church is? So before I answer that question, I just want to point out how nonchalantly you talked about how you just were reading Calvin's Institutes. For (laughs) me, it would have been... (laughs) I tried to read Calvin's oh, Institutes. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on page one. Well, <laughs> but, and I could not do the logistics for trucks. I couldn't <laughs> do it, I promise. <laughs> but anyway, so back to the question. Is it too extreme? I don't think it's too extreme. One, because, I mean, the, the text that you read at the beginning of this podcast, the Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it's a command given to us by inspiration from the Lord that we are to not neglect the meeting together. The church is the meeting together. We're not to neglect that. Um, there's an aspect to it where, you know, it's, it's not salvific. You're not going to get saved by being in the church. You have a better chance of hearing the gospel if you're in the church to get saved. However, you're not going to be saved by attending church. There's no salvific effort to it or no salvific instance to it. However, once we have come to salvation, it is our obligation and our privilege to obey the commands that are given to us in the word. And one of the commands that we see here is to not neglect the meeting together. So convince us then, Andrew, why, why is meeting together in a local church? Because I do think for Calvin, when he's saying the church is our mother, he's not just thinking like the universal church. We are the universal church. He's specifically thinking the institution that is the church so here we'll say a local church church is our mother why is it so important for a believer to regularly be attached to a local church there's a quote that i love by tony evans and he says some people would say i don't have to go to church to be a christian and they are right salvation is through faith alone in christ alone You also don't have to be home to be married, but stay away long enough and your relationship is going to be affected. So why is a person's connection to an involvement in a local church so important? One, it's because our daily lives are not in friendly territory. Like the second that you walk out of the door on a Sunday morning, you are now in enemy territory. And that gets very tiresome. Being constantly surrounded by those that don't believe what you believe, will straight up deny what you believe, will argue with what you believe, living a week full of temptations, full of struggles, full of all that. Coming to the church on a Sunday morning and just fellowshipping with other believers, being built up by other believers, it's important to your walk. If you're not rejuvenating yourself through Sunday morning worship, let's throw out Sunday morning, Saturday morning worship, Saturday evening worship, whatever time you're worshiping together with your local church, if you're not getting into that regularly, you're going to get worn down. 
you're going to get worn down. It's not going to go well for you. Your relationship is going to be affected. Yeah, and, and maybe I don't want to assume everyone's like me, but without the weekly gathering of the local church, I wouldn't survive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I'm even exaggerating. I mean, am I exaggerating? Probably not. I think about some weeks where like I'm sick with something and I might not see someone, a believer, much of that week. So I have to cancel meetings. Sorry, everyone, if I cancel your meetings. So I get sick, got to cancel meetings, and I go a week without seeing a lot of believers. I lose my mind, Andrew. Like I genuinely lose my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I sink quickly, so fast, into the wildest kinds of thoughts. And then I am rescued by Sunday. I'm rescued. I am, the Lord uses that gathering to lift me up. I just think how, again, maybe, maybe I'm particularly weak and strange, but I just think, how would you even go? And I get it. I mean, I, I do remember growing up before I was a believer, there were some Sundays where last minute something, something happens. I don't even know what. I was too young to know. And we don't end up going to church. And as a, a child who's not a believer, that was wonderful. That was so, I love that. It's like, I'm going to stay in my PJs. I'm just going to hang out at home. I'm going to play video games. I'm going to chill. Such a good feeling. And I'm sure still, I mean, if you have kids, the, the arduous task of getting them all ready, the assembly line, getting them ready. But even if you're not with kids, you know, just a single person, you could Netflix and chill. You could do something that would just be, you know, just it's been a hard week, just rest. And so I get that it can be, it can feel nice sometimes to our, to our flesh to miss a Sunday. But I guess I'm at a place in life where I just can't do it. <laughs> I, I want to also throw out, like, <laughs> yeah. especially reinforcing the idea of the local church, like your local body. I can remember, it would have been about a year ago or so, um, me and my family went to my sister-in-law's church one week. Great service. Love their church. Love the people there. All that kind of stuff. And then the next week, I think that we were at my parents' church for something else. Church I grew up in. People there that I would count as, you know, my aunts and uncles and my grandma and grandpas and all that kind of stuff. My brothers and sisters. Like, people that I grew up with. But then by the third week of not being in our local body, it even, like, I still felt off. Like, it just didn't feel right because I wasn't around my my body. I wasn't around my people. Bo was not there to hug you at any of those <laughs> churches. That was probably the main problem. <laughs> I have so many jokes there. Bro. <laughs> He's restraining Bo, them. For... Bo knows all of the jokes that I'm thinking right now. <laughs> well, I, so we're talking about how important the local church is in especially regularly attending, being involved. I want to raise a few possible objections. I'll start with the one that's most unlikely to be said, but maybe has been thought, and then we'll move toward the more common ones. So here's the first possible objection to saying people need the local church every week. What about someone who comes to Christ in a persecuted country? There's no local or visible church there, so there is no church to go to, no gathering of believers. They just came to Christ, frontier missions, are you saying that they can't be saved? No. No, I'm not saying that. It's not a salvific effort. So being in the local church is not what saves you. So no, I'm not saying that they can't be saved. However, what I would say is you're not in a persecuted church. You're not in a per- you have the ability to go freely, openly. 
don't use that as your excuse. This objection, there's a sense in which it's reminiscent of, uh, you know, if you say you can be saved through Christ only through faith in Christ, what about those on an island somewhere they've never heard? Now, that's a valid concern, you know, but you're not on that island, you know. Really, if you feel so concerned about those people, then go reach them with the gospel, you know. But it's kind of taken a hypothetical to deny something that Scripture is teaching us, mm-hmm. you know. All right, here's an, another objection. Andrew, are you making involvement in the church a work that is necessary for salvation? Isn't that works righteousness? And again... <laughs> Listen to the first answer. No. <laughs> yeah. It's not a salvific portion of your life. This is not going to save you. However, faith without works is dead. Like There is that obligation after you've come to Christ, where you live out the commandments of the word. This is one of the commandments of the word. There's no such thing as a lone ranger Christian. I think I've heard you say this before, that there's no such thing as a lone ranger Christian, and you don't want to be that because the lone ranger always gets shot. Well, I'm hearing that for the first time. <laughs> did I say that? No, I'm pretty sure I've you heard did. you say that before. You probably quoted me saying that. <laughs> But I don't remember that, but that's good. That's a good point. I will say that in the future, probably. (laughs) Yeah, it does seem like one of those things when a person's heart is changed, your attitude towards Scripture changes, your attitude towards sin changes, and your attitude toward believers changes. It, It just does. So that would be one of those where if you don't have any desire to be in it, and I get it, people get burnt in churches, and so there's other factors you might be having conflict in a church, so it's awkward to go, okay. But those things aside, if you don't have a desire to be in a weekly gathering with believers worshiping God, then you do have to think, well, do I have a new heart? Because that's just one of those essential things that comes with it. All right, here's the last objection. And this is one, I mean, I, I know I know of people who make this objection genuinely. So I just don't get much out of church. Or I've been hurt by the church. And I find I can worship God better without the local church, by myself, or with other believers as I encounter them out and about. Isn't that enough? Again, no. You're it's so not contrarian. <laughs> However, it, it's also a little concerning, and I, I say this trying to be sensitive. Like, I understand that people do get hurt by the church. I do understand that... Um, some of us have personalities where being around other people doesn't really rejuvenate. I'm one of those people, but I still love being in the local church. Mm-hmm. No, it's not good enough. And it's also concerning at how self-centered that reaction is to the gospel. I've been hurt by this. I don't get something out of this. I don't. None of that matters. If you're in Christ, it's now what does Christ tell me to do? If I'm hurt by the church, what would Christ's response to that be? It's not It's not about us. At no point in our walk at this point, if we're claiming Christ, is it about us? We lay down our lives to live as Christ. Throw out whatever verse you want here. Every single one of them is going to point towards Christ. So with a sensitive sensitivity in mind of you might have been hurt by the church, you're still commanded to be in the church. So you need to be in the church. You can't. You, and on top of that, you can't have the reconciliation of being hurt by other believers if you've abandoned it, if you've walked away from that. 
gets back to your earlier quote about not going home and trying to have a marriage. It'd be like a father saying, you know, I just don't get a lot out of parenting. Yeah, I just, it's a, it's exhausting and my kids don't appreciate me. And, uh, I mean, I've been hurt by my kids. <laughs> Literally, they jump on me, they hurt me. And I just get more from being at work and doing other things. So I'm just not going to parent anymore. And you just go, it's not about you, man. <laughs> it's about your kids. Like, stop being selfish. But it doesn't, it doesn't always sound as selfish when we think in the church. Like, I don't get as much out of the church. You're supposed to be going there to give to everybody else. Yeah. And you throw out that as a hypothetical. But if we look at that in practice, because it does happen in practice, we see entire communities, entire cultures destroyed by fatherlessness because they've been hurt by this or they don't feel like doing this or they don't feel like doing that and they just abandon it. And it does not go well for them, does not go well for their kids, does not go well for their community, it does not go well for their, their culture. It all crumbles. Because God designed families to have fathers in normal circumstances, to have a father. And God designed the local church where the Spirit, Ephesians says, gives gifts to each member as he wills. And that means if you're gifted and God calls you in this church and you just go, I'm not getting a lot out of it, and you don't come, it's probably not going to go well for you. But more than that, it's not going to go well for the church. Mm -hmm. We're going to be missing. If we're a body, then we've just been amputated. Thanks a lot. So now we have to try to get by without a foot, mm -hmm. you know, and you got to get crutches and you've, it's going to be a lot slower. You can't run. So that's a really good point you make. All right. You've answered all my objections. So you may be someone listening to this, and perhaps one of those objections has been a temptation, if not outright something that you've thought. Maybe you've not thought of the local church as extremely important, certainly not as a mother, whatever it may have been in the past. May God help us all now by his grace to think this way. Mm -hmm.